Hello everyone and welcome back to Ronnie and Ramajan Cut. Two games to discuss today. Um, life at the moment is largely uneventful. Um, we, we've got a, a slight lifting of our uh, COVID-19 restrictions here in the UK. Um, but life regardless is still relatively uneventful. Um, and I think that much can be said about Watford's two uh, games over the Easter weekend, Gaz. Um a 1-0 win at home to Sheffield Wednesday and a 1-1 draw away to Middlesbrough, but not too much to get us out of our uh, out of our armchairs. Yeah, I think first and foremost, it was nice to have football back. Um, the pain of international um, week just seemed to, to go on for ages, didn't it? I think it was two weeks before we had the game. So, um, yeah, I think when you're going into these these kind of breaks and you're playing well, you're hoping that that momentum can kind of carry on um, into to, into the first game back. But the fact is, the squad's been split up. Um, a lot of people have been, you know, such as um, the depth that we've got in our squad and, and their international responsibilities that they've been travelling. Um, so I don't know about you, but I just thought they looked a bit leggy over over the last two games. And um, yeah, hopefully it's very much. Um, a short-term kind of thing, um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the easiest of watching. But at the same time, um, at the moment, the thing that matters the most is the points, right? It's it's not the necessarily the entertainment value. Is it? Can we keep accumulating points and and can we keep hoping that Swansea don't have shots on target and Brentford are, are overly reliant on them on um, even Tony as well? So. Uh, yeah, look. At the end of the day, we can't we can't moan too much. We picked up four points, um, and hopefully we're nice and fresh for Friday's fixture against Reading. Yeah, four points from six, as you say, on the back of a, a couple of weeks break for internationals. Uh, obviously, some of our players went away and played there as well. So the likes of Kong and Messina and and, and Co. Uh, travelling as well. Um, I'm not sure if Sierra Alta went away, but uh, yeah, certainly those two and a few others. So. Yeah, as you say, we can't really moan at four points. Um, as you say, points on the board. Um, and, I mean, that is maintaining momentum. All right, we didn't we didn't play that well, but we, yeah, it's, it's four points over Easter weekend, which is obviously pretty pretty critical. That's, that's you know, in years gone by, it's been the the uh, the, the turning point or kind of the, the fulcrum on which your final promotion charge pushes. So I, I, th- I, think, it's a, I think it's a good result. Um Two two difficult teams we played. I mean, neither, neither team, uh, you know, came to you know came to attack us or open us up and take points off us. So I think if you, you know, I think if you look at the looking at the Middlesbrough game, still a little bit fresher in the memory. They you know they sat they sat deep. They tried to frustrate, um, and they took they took their chance from a set piece. So they didn't create anything. There was no saves of note to make. There were I mean they were they were semi-industrious uh, down their right-hand side in the first half. But, um, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, you know, a, a home team performance, was it? There was no, there was no intent to go and win the game. And for a team, you know, because I was watching on Sky uh, for this one, given there's no Hornets Hive, and uh, all, all the talk was of Middlesbrough outside chance of the playoffs, which is fucking ludicrous to start with, because it's only Bournemouth who's going to crash that party, really, isn't it, given the... Uh, given the, uh, the the other teams that are in the mix and how many points behind they are, but I mean certainly on that performance, you could see Warnock was playing for a you know t- to nick a point, maybe three, depending on how close the game was. Um, there was no there, there was no intent from the start to go out and win the game. 
But that's football. That's how it goes. That's that's fine. You can do that. Um, I thought they were good defensively, disciplined. I mean, you know, as much as they didn't create anything, we didn't either. We had that, you know, the the Semma had two two chances in the first half, didn't he? One that led to the goal. The other one, there's a half chance. And in the second half, the only time we, you know, there was a, like a five minute flurry that where we opened them up. Uh, João Pedro missed a good chance, didn't he? Uh, which was kind of, I think, as they were making subs and, and adjusting formation. But other than that, we, you know, we, we certainly didn't do enough to win the game, did we? So uh, we, we can't be too disappointed with a point. What we can be disappointed with, uh, and I'm sure this is a thing we've touched on during the years of doing this pod, is. Um, if, if you play a team who are good at set plays, you know, don't give them corners and don't give them free kicks. So when obviously when Semmer bundled, uh, was it Fisher to the floor uh, to give away the free kick? And um, I, I think those two like, had a good battle all afternoon. But it, like, it's like, you know, just don't give them free kicks. You, could, you know, you could see McNair had a good foot on him and he was kind of just, you know, just finding his range with his corners and whatnot. So like giving away sloppy free kicks and corners where they could get a few of their, you know, the centre-backs in the box... Uh, and uh, you know, similar to the Cardiff game, you know, Cardiff were playing for long throws, weren't they? And for for corners, don't give away cheap, silly ones. Um, and we got punished. So, um, just 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 watching on, if I was the manager, I'd be so so irritated by that because there was no need for Semma to bundle him to the floor there, other than just over enthusiasm trying to get the ball back. So, yeah, just silly. But um, how does the old phrase go? You, you can't sit on a one nil. So, um, yeah. And I think with Semmer, there's probably argument to say that there's probably a little bit of tiredness creeping in. Um, he, he's certainly someone I've found over the few years that he's played for us is that when he gets to that 70 minutes, he, he starts to to run out of gas. Um, and I think, you know, the amount of travelling that he's done, given in fact he played for Sweden on, on the Wednesday and then he was playing again for Watford, albeit from a substitute appearance, he, he was playing on the Friday uh, for Watford. So, to then start on Monday, Middlesbrough away, which is not an easy place to go. Um, you do feel that a lot of the um, stop-start nature down Middlesbrough right-hand side was through maybe tiredness from, from Semmer's perspective. But the fact is, it's, it's a game of statistics, right? Um, I, I don't really think, as you said, I don't think they, they would really cause us too many problems uh, other than the set pieces and, and just preventing them altogether would be the preferred solution. But... I think what, what I have been impressed with over time as well is that, I mean, you go back 12 months ago, it was inconceivable to think that we could um, defend a set piece without Troy being at the front post. Um, and what we're starting to see now is, is Sierra Elta in particular uh, and Troost is the dominance from them actually going to win um, when, when we're defending set pieces, but also Xiao Pedro as well in terms of how he operates in that Dini role with the front post. Um, we're actually becoming quite competent at defending set pieces, albeit that, yes, look, we've had a, a bit of a blip yesterday. Um, but considering the number that we're defending, particularly in, in the weather conditions of high winds, um, we've, not done, we've not done too badly this year. Um, statistics may prove me wrong, but generally I feel I'm not going into games nervous. Um, whether that's defending set pieces, whether that's we might... Um, be compromised by the other team. Ultimately, I think that we can take a lot of confidence in terms of what we're doing this year. And even yesterday, I didn't feel nervous at any point. I never felt like we were truly under the cosh. It was just all um, self-made kind of pressure that we invite ourselves time and time again. That's the problem though, isn't it? It's like, like while it was only 1-0 and we weren't really looking like we were going to score a second, there's always that risk and it came from the set piece. 
Um, with with the, the two you mentioned there, Rikong and um, Sierra Alta, I, I, you know, their partners are obviously good, and it's one of the reasons why we're where we are, um, and what one of the reasons why the likes of Wilmot and um, uh, Cathcart and Co can't can't get back in the team. Um, I was um, like their po- positioning from set plays. Whilst there's a, an ability to go and win the ball there, I do I do question their, their positioning. So the starting line when we're defending free kicks is so high. And I know there's a bit of a trend with this with other teams as well at the minute. So I get what they're trying to do is that, you know, by squeezing the line up higher, um, there's more space for the goalkeeper to come out and claim the ball. There's more running to do for the opposition to try and get into that space. But when you've got, like, the position the, the, the free kick was in for the goal, I, I felt the line was too high. Um, and there's been a couple of examples recently when we've done that, where I think if you've got someone who's a good, good set piece taker, so McNair is an example, Barry Bannon for Sheffield Wednesday was a good example as well. If you've got someone who's got a, got a foot who can, who can whip in across accurately, um, uh, and a, in this example against Middlesbrough, in pace where we've got our line wrong, or they can just dink it in to, to you know, um, accurately for... Um, to kind of combat that that high line, particularly when you've got a keeper like ours who doesn't like coming off his line as well. So I would I, I don't think Backman was at fault for the goal by any means against Middlesbrough, but but we know he doesn't like coming off his line. We know he struggles to deal with crosses, and he's and that's another reason we've been particularly reliant on Serial to and Kong to kind of get in those positions to to head away the danger. I do think that the positioning of some of the plays has been has been poor. So the the free kick, for example, I would have dropped that line at least another six yards um, to give us more time to get into the position and, and deal with it. Um, so uh, Balassi gets away from his man I can't remember who the man was but he like certainly fell into, into the middle zone where Sierra Alta and Ekong were, were due to uh, or, or should be kind of clearing up things in there but um, the cross was so good that they're running at their own goal it's difficult to defend against so I just think if they'd, if they'd dropped off a little bit if the line was a little bit deeper we, we're in a better position to, to combat that from the start but uh, but there you go maybe may, maybe football's moving on and I'm not moving with the times I don't know um, the other thing on those two as well is I reckon um Passes completed for the Middlesbrough game. Sierra Alta to a Kong, back to Sierra Alta, back to a Kong. I reckon was our most popular pass by by absolute miles. Like those two between them, probably had the bulk of the possession. Um, it's not a bad thing, is it? In general, when you're winning the game, but it kind of reminded me a little bit, you know, like shades of kind of England when we look when we used to look uncomfortable in possession and our centre backs had it and no no one from the midfield wanted to come and take responsibility for it. And I just felt the same there. I like I didn't I didn't understand why the mid- midfield wouldn't come and get the ball and then and then you know start to move it on. Um, Hughes is obviously the the main link there. He did it a couple of times, but I just I just felt there was so much mundane, unnecessary passing between those two centre backs. You know, given that middles were you know weren't coming out and weren't particularly pressing us, I felt we should have done more to advance that ball up the pitch. Whether it's you know into Hughes and out, you know a couple of times it's into Hughes out to Messina and whatnot. But I just felt there was it was just a bit too pedestrian and like the kind of the the enthusiasm or the work rate or the the will to go and force the game wasn't there. Um, and ultimately, given given that we're only one nil up, eventually we you know we got punished. So um, it just found out a bit frustrating. Yeah, really. Um, I, 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 I think one thing I've kind of observed is, and this, this probably may not go down too popular with, with certain quarters uh, of the Watford fan, is, is that we, in my mind, we're really struggling with that link between midfield and attack at the moment. And um, So in our own WhatsApp groups, I'm always pushing for Pedro to maybe come a little bit deeper and play as a 10 and have someone up more so as the, the one battling with the big centre-half back to goal um, and, and ultimately being the, the number nine. But 
we're just really struggling. I, I don't think it comes natural to Zinc and Argel. Um, I'm still not entirely convinced that he's he's better than a, a pretty good footballer in the championship. Um, I'm not sure if he can still take that step up. And I know it's still early. Um, I know that he's he's done well at previous clubs and I know that it's a, it's a different league altogether. But you can certainly feel, feel from my side that he's not a number eight or he's not a number 10 sort of like link in the midfield for attack at, at this point. I don't think he looks comfortable in those central roles. Um, and I just think from... from um, Zisco's standpoint, you know, is he making these changes too late? Is Gosling the right change to, to kind of help bridge that that link between midfield and attack? Uh, I always like Sanchez coming on because I feel like he does calm things down. But but does that mean that we could potentially move move Hughes slightly more forward when, when we're actually going after a goal? Can we be a little bit more creative? And I think that we're just we're just struggling with that creative element since Cleverly's gone out of the team. Um, that always always has the uh, probably the, the knock-on effect of meaning that Saar and uh, Pedro and Sema would, would come deeper to try and get involved in the play as well. But I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. Um, and maybe it's maybe it's just the we need to fresh things up, try something a little bit new. Maybe it's the opposition have, have found a way to play against our 4-3-3. But we need to establish more ways of being um, uh, creative rather than relying on our, our right side, sort of like link-up play. I think um, I, yeah, I think it's extending some circumstances here. I, I I think a game like this, uh, and 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 the Wednesday game, because let's let's be honest, the Wednesday game we weren't we weren't great either. The lack of fans in the ground has a massive effect on this. Um, so you 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 look at kind of Easter Easter weekends gone by. I'm thinking particularly, I'm thinking the Yukonovic uh, season. You know, kind of, I, I I think I said on the pod last time I was in there for those games because I was in Japan. But like listening on the radio, the and and talking to you you guys, like the atmosphere in the ground was was insane, and it kind of really contributed to you know to to uh, to um, I think was it Middlesbrough that weekend as well? Was it two 0 uh, Igalo outside the box? You know, get, getting those points and getting that one over the line. I I think you know just plays a massive part, and you can kind of see that at Middlesbrough. Like it it, it was all mundane. The conditions were horrible, like playing in that wind, uh, bitterly cold as well, but, uh, you know, wouldn't have helped. And, you know, sometimes the guys just aren't up for it. Um, the fact we still got a point, I think is a good point. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you about Zinkenagel. I'm not sold on him yet. I think um, I think he's still obviously still getting to terms with British football. And I think the fact he's getting so many appearances under his belt already is good. I think he takes one touch too many all the time. I think he's looking, you know, he should be looking to get his shot off quicker than he does or, or get that final pass off quicker than he does. And I also think he, there's just a little bit of, of lack of care with his final ball as well. Um, a couple of times, particularly in the first half of Middlesbrough, kind of it, like they intercepted his passes where I thought he was he was pushing for a pass that wasn't on when there, you know, when there was a, a, another maybe simpler, better option. Um, and I just, I, you know, hopefully that's going to come. And I think, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously new to the league, new to the team. So, you know, he, he gets... Um, he gets a great spirit to get up to speed, but I'd, I would hope for next season that's going to come. And um, yeah, as you say, it's going to be in the Premier League. It's going to be a step up. Whether he's that the player to make that step, we'll we'll wait and see. But um, I think equally that, that that goes for a lot of the squad, doesn't it? So um, we'll see what happens. Um, I yeah. I, I, the other nice thing to touch on though is like he's he's played a lot of games and he's playing in a winning team and he is contributing. You know, he's got a couple of assists here and there. Uh, think back to the Wickham game. The assist for Gray was a was a you know a. Uh, a lovely one. So he is contributing, and we're not overly missing the likes of Cleverly, Deeney, etc. Given the run we've been on, so I, I, I think that's the positive. The likes of 
uh, Sanchez, you mentioned, Gosling, who were able to come in, um, and a few others. You know, the fact that Zinchenko's got so many starts and he's doing a, doing a reasonable job, you know, it, it's good. So, um, yeah, uh, it, I, 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 you know, I think it bodes well for the running. Um, so I think if we kind of if we kind of say that we've had two poor games and we've got four points. It's nothing to be sniffed at, is it, compared to, as you say, like Swansea are dropping off a cliff at the minute, um, which again isn't overly surprising if you've been following the XG table this year. They're, they're generally a mid-table team in terms of expected goals, so that's that's perhaps not surprising that this is this is coming um, and they've hung in there much longer than than expected. Um, but I think um, I think it's positive that we put into average performances, got those four points, and now we you know now we move on to the, the remaining games, starting with Reading on Friday, uh, and we go again and. Um, I'm not really too fussed about, you know, the fact we've got four of the top six left and, and all this bollocks that keeps getting quoted because I, I think we've got the ability to take points off whoever. And I think other teams won't want to play us rather than us not, not wanting to play them. So I, I think we'll easily get those those three wins we need to secure promotion. Um, I guess it's just a little shame we can continue the run to kind of keep the pressure on Norwich given they dropped points against Preston last week, didn't they? So uh, that, that's maybe a, a minor frustration. But at the end of the day, I don't think any of us really thought we were going to win the league anyway. So um, I, I, I think Norwich are out of sight. So. Yeah, I, I thought long and hard about that. If, if this is the year that you want to win the league. Um, look, winning the league is always amazing, right? But um, to win the championship when none of us are allowed to go or going to Wembley and only 2,000 people are allowed to go, you, you'd be pretty pissed off if you didn't get a ticket. Um, I, I, I still think, look, I, I, I think we're going up. I think we're going up in second place. I think, um, again, I'm not too worried about playing Swansea, not too worried about uh, playing Brentford uh, or Norwich. I don't necessarily think we'll win all of them, but I, I don't think we'll lose any of those games. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty confident. And then obviously the, the games to Millwall um, uh, and Luton, I think, I think are more so formalities. Um, touch wood, that, that, that lives to be true. But I, I do think immediately coming up against Reading on Friday. Um, part of me slightly concerned that we're becoming too reliant on three individuals up top. Um, and maybe a little bit of complacency might sneak in towards the, the end of the year. And I think that tradition, traditionally, we try and play the likes of uh, success and grey. We try and play them into form. They score a goal and then they'll come out the team. Uh, and in the meantime, what we do is we shunt Pedro to the left then he goes into the midfield, then as to a number nine, then back to the left. And in this time, he's, he stopped scoring goals as well. Um, i just just starting to wonder, is Zisco a little bit hesitant with some of the options that he's got out wide? So um, would he ever make a decision of, of starting Hungbo uh, on the left-hand side? Um, would he ever start Zinkenagel on the right-hand side? Uh, you know, is Gray likely to get more more game time? Because at the end of the day, you look at you look at um, Pedro. He's, he's six games without a goal now, so um, I don't necessarily think he, he's playing badly. I think he's I think he's played quite well. But if the front three dry up in terms of their output, um, I think it's going to be quite a, a tough last six games of the season, um, and it might be a little bit closer than what we might think. Don't know what your thoughts are on that. Well, I mean, we don't tend to smash teams, do we? We we score, we, you know, ones and twos, and that's normally enough to get the job done. We we don't, I mean, there's been very few games this this season where we've we've smashed teams. All right, Bristol City, 
uh, Preston at home are the two that spring to mind for me. But yeah, we don't we don't go goal mad, do we? Uh, in general, um, which is why it's been important and uh, and great that our, our defence has been um, so so secure this year. So um, yeah, Pe- Pe- um, Pedro gets gets some grace uh, from me. Given again, it's his first full season. He's a young lad. He doesn't speak English. He's integrating into this team. He's been asked. He's played what four different positions at least this season. Mm. Different partners rotating different places, etc. Um, I and he's got nine goals. So all right, yes, his form isn't great lately. And is it four in four goals in twenty? I think in his last twenty, which again isn't great. But he has come up with some key moments. I think going into maybe going into the Preston away game, he was no goals in nine. You know, got brought down for the penalty. Had had the. Uh, had the bollocks to take it, that kind of thing. So I, I, I think he's, he's he's had a good first season. Um, I don't, I'm not expecting him yep. to you know, to be Ivan Tony and banging in 25, 30 goals. So, um, fair enough. But it, yeah, I mean, it does mean that yeah, we we are we are limited with um, uh, with the amount of goals our attackers going to score, and we need other people from the for the remainder of the team to, to contribute. So. Um, yeah, it's just just to touch on Zinkenagel there. It's important he, he you know he, he gets his shots away and gets them away early. And you know at, at Middlesbrough that was the case, and we got a goal out of it. Um, but I don't. I mean, yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to see you know Gray got one off the bench, didn't he? A couple of games ago, it'd be nice to see him contributing more when he comes on, and he you know still still looking hungry. To, you know, which um, in all fairness to him, I, I think it's well established. He's, he's he's not he's not the greatest technically, but at least he's still got the hunger and he's looking to get into the positions which will help. Um, so yeah, we just we just need some goals from all around the team, I think, to, to kind of get this job done and get it over the line. But I think we will do that because, as I say, I think our defence is good enough that we, you know, if we can get two goals again, that should be enough to win it. Um, uh, and I think, yeah, you know, um, I think Saar had Saar's had a couple of quiet games, but he still managed to pop up with the assist against Sheffield Wednesday, didn't he? And um, uh, yeah, as, I think as long as we've got him him and Hughes fit for the running, I I I, I think it should be. Uh, Fairly straightforward for us to get 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 two or three wins and get this over the line. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Reading next on Friday, uh, as you said. Reading are one of the most unimpressive teams I've seen this year. If you ask me, I thought <laughs> when we lost them one 0 earlier in the season, uh, as a game where James James Garner thumped the bar, didn't he, with a free kick? Um, I thought they were dreadful. And at that point, they had won six out of six or something along those lines and were top of the league. And they just didn't, I just didn't think they offered anything. So I am very surprised to see them still in the playoff mix, uh, along with Swansea, who we touched on earlier. Uh, could it be one of those frustrating games where where this, where this a team gets the better of us despite us having a decent amount of possession and creating a few chances? It, it could be. Um, I think whilst they've... Um, not been too impressive whenever I've seen them play. Even the other day, I think they only had three shots on target and, and they scored all three goals. Um, they have got the players that can put the ball in the back of the net. So a lot's being made of this um, Michael Willise, um young winger. Um, he, he seems to be attracting quite a lot of interest um, from um, uh, from Premier League clubs. And uh, Lucas Schau, again, he's not someone I've typically been that impressed by, but he scored quite a few goals. I think he's pushing 20 goals this year. So there's a couple of immediate threats that 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 can hurt us. Um, likewise, you know, they're they're known to drop points as well. So recent results dropped uh, points against Barnsley, um, although Barnsley are playing very well. Um, so maybe not, maybe a point earned. QPR dropped points, lost points um, against Birmingham. Um, so... You know, they're there to be beaten. Um, 
I think it's just a question of how we manage their threats and, and, and how much we can put them on the back foot. The problem we had uh, earlier on in the season is just that we, we didn't create enough. We weren't clinical enough. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting just to see if we look to make up to that and, and obviously try and close out this uh, these last few games prior to going to Brentford and Swansea, uh, as well as Norwich. It'd be nice to kind of to- uh, sew up this, this this promotion party by, uh, by looting away, if we could. But... Um, yeah, I, I, just a little bit on the fence from my side. It could be um, a comfortable victory, such as we've been accustomed to, just because our defence is, is so rock solid, uh, as, as well as our midfield. But little things are starting to, to creep in for me to cause a little bit of doubt, and that's just the uh, the, um, the lack of possession uh, from our own midfield. Um, we saw that against Sheffield Wednesday, Barry Bannon um, dictating the pace of play quite heavily. Um, and also just a lack of goal threat. So um, whereas before I would have said this would have been a comfortable Watford win, um, it wouldn't be surprising to see a one-all draw or a narrow Watford win at the same time. He's a lovely little player, Barry Bannon. Um, it, he's a, he would be a um, an ideal replacement for Hughes, uh, given Hughes is running down his contract if he was to leave. But uh, I think Bannon's the wrong side, wrong side of 30, isn't he? So um, I, I doubt that happened. But yeah, a lovely little player. Um, yeah, let's see what happens at Reading. Um, I'm going to put it out there. I think the we've got two games going into Norwich now, uh, Reading and um, Luton. I think if we get four points in those games, I think it's a good result going into going into the uh, the last uh, four games of the season and the away trip to, to Carrow Road. Um, because I say Reading, uh, as you say, still in the mix. We didn't get the job done against them early in the season, so there, there's a threat there, as you pointed out, with a couple of those players. Um, but yeah, if we get four points in the next the next six games, then uh, that that contributes nicely to the total. That'll you know taking us past that magic eighty five points and um, up towards uh, the um, uh, confirming that that top two place. Um, I thought it was interesting. The managers kind of said, "Let's qualify for the playoffs first, you know, one step at a time." And then let's move on to the, you know, to promotion. Then maybe come and catch Norwich, which, which I thought was good to see. Um, my, my only reservation about, about him, just to, to come back to your previous one of your previous points, is, is, is his in-game substitutions. They all look a bit kind of standard and routine to me. I don't, I don't know if there's enough thinking outside the box there in terms of how we can win a game or open, open teams up. But he may yet surprise me uh, in these in these next couple of games. Um, so we'll report back after Reading. Uh, hopefully, it's another three points as we say, on, on the way to confirming that uh, that, that second place. Um, come on, you horns. Let's see how we get on.